Welcome to KRNU, A Retrospective. In this series, we will unpack the last 50 years of Lincoln's new music alternative. In this six-part series, we will hear from the faculty, staff, and students that have left their mark and helped keep KRNU running. This is episode two, Video Killed the Radio Star. The 1970s were a period of growth for KRNU, but in the 1980s, the station was really able to find its footing. Current general manager Rick Alloway said by the early 80s, the station had established its top 40 format. The station by that time had switched over to being primarily a contemporary hit radio, top 40, uh, whatever you want to call it, depending on your your, uh, musical genre. But it was the top hits of the day, and we were playing basically whatever was on the top 40 for the national charts at that point. The 1970s faded, taking disco with it. In the 1980s, dance music would embrace synth sounds, while rock music favored gated reverb and whammy bar assaults. Nothing was more influential to the evolving taste in music than the premiere of Music Television on August 1st, 1981. The first song to play on MTV was Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles. Video killed the radio star. Video killed the radio star. Pictures came and broke your heart. MTV was also crucial to helping the 1980s earn the nickname The Decade of Greed. Music with paired visuals meant artists became increasingly concerned with image and production quality over lyrics and substance. The bar for commercialism and excess was pushed higher and higher. Huey Lewis and the News exemplified this shift perfectly in their 1983 hit, I Want a New Drug. I want a new drug. When the woman made me sick. When the woman made me crash my car. And make me feel free, free, free. KRNU, with its top 40 format, had to compete with other top 40 stations in town. But not in ratings, in records. Since KRNU was a much smaller operation, Record companies passed it by. The more popular the top 40s got, the more challenging getting music became. We were basically top 40, playing the top 40 hits of the of the day. But we had a really interesting relationship set up because uh, as a top 40 station in Lincoln, Nebraska, there were, at the time, two other contemporary hit stations in the Lincoln market. And they were getting all the record service that we weren't. The record labels wouldn't send anything to us because we were, a, we were a small college station. They already had two other stations in the market, big commercial stations playing their songs. So we couldn't get any music. So the management of the college worked out a trade-out arrangement with a record store here in Lincoln. And for a, several years, we would get, uh, we could get a deal where we could get 545 RPM records for a buck. And those were the singles of the day, which nobody today understands what that means, but they were just a, a, a single record with one song on one side and one song on the other side. And we'd get about five of those a week. And that was okay. We could get by that way. This method of borrowing records on a week-to-week basis was not the most sustainable way to keep a station on the air. Luckily for the staff at KRNU at the time, a new deal was drafted when the preferred music delivery format changed. Then we started getting into some album cuts. And so then we had a deal where we could borrow albums from this record store, but we had to take them back when we were done. (laughs) So our music library wasn't very extensive at that point, but we didn't have the budget to go out and buy a huge record service for the radio station. KRNU continued to operate by borrowing records as they went for the better part of the 1980s. 
The music scene produced stars who grew to such prominence that pop stars of today are still compared to them. Artists like Prince, Madonna, and Michael Jackson, whose album Thriller remains the best-selling album of all time. The 1980s wasn't all pop. Rock music was increasingly important and dividing into new subgenres. 1970s rock outfits like Van Halen and Aerosmith found a new audience with the MTV generation, and hair metal bands gave rise to some of the most recognizable hits from that time. So named because of their extravagantly styled hair, these male-dominated groups often wore tight spandex and makeup on stage. Groups like Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and Bon Jovi dominated this genre. Through the mid-80s, KRNU was still borrowing records from a local record store to play the day's top 40 hits. Well, we limped along with that, but once I came on board in 86, uh, I started realizing that there, that there were a lot of people on campus who really wanted the station to be more of a college music station. Because the station was not able to acquire the amount of new songs they needed, Alloway proposed an idea to the radio station staff. How about we switch formats to something that's not being done in the market and that we know the university audience is hungry for, and that would be an alternative music station, a modern rock station, an independent music station. And the general manager of the station said, sounds great. I was prepared for more of a fight. I had my whole legal pad of notes written out of all the reasons we needed to do it. And I said, I think we need to change to an alternative format. And the GM said, great, go for it. I went, <laughs> No, no, I have all these arguments. I want, but, so I, we went ahead and we switched formats. At this point, the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's 90.3 KRNU would become Lincoln's new music alternative. The switch would provide the city of Lincoln with a new format on the radio dial, but it was not smooth sailing right away. And it was rough going in the early days because we didn't have much to, to deal with until we could start getting music in from the independent music labels. But they loved the fact there was now an indie label or an indie rock station in Lincoln and we started hearing from all of these small independent record labels, most of which are now owned by major labels. They've been bought up in the years since. And we immediately found we had a bigger audience. Now, rather than struggle to get by on 10 new songs a week, indie artists were coming to Lincoln to perform live in the KRNU studios. Once we started going under the independent label, then we started having more of the indie rock bands who were playing in town who'd want to come do a live show in the station. In addition to indie bands visiting the station, from time to time, celebrities would be in Lincoln and stop by. One of the more memorable guests to the station during that time, from my perspective, was uh, Graham Chapman, who was one of the founding members of Monty Python. And Graham Chapman was, had been diagnosed with cancer, oral cancer from uh, heavy tobacco use. And he was making the rounds of college campuses trying to encourage young people to stay away from chewing tobacco and stuff along that line. And he popped into the station one day, quite unexpectedly. I'm a huge Monty Python fan and uh, get to meet one of these guys. And he said, do you mind if I go on the air? I said, well, no, fine, go on the air. So he went on the air with one of our young students who barely knew who Monty Python was. In fact, thought the guy that was coming into the studio's name was Monty Python. And I had to say, no, no, his name is Graham Chapman. He's one of the founders of Monty Python. And he was delightful and uh, did about a half an hour on the air with our students and uh, signed autographs and uh, was just a, a delight to have in the building. 
After the switch to indie music, KRNU grew alongside some of the most well-known early alternative and college rock bands. Groups like Depeche Mode, Pixies, and R.E.M. all rose to prominence at this time. The switch to an indie format proved to be very successful for KRNU, which has enjoyed a dedicated audience ever since. Uh, it took us a while to get up to speed with the indie format, but it's been good for us ever since. In the next episode, KRNU enters the Decade of Alternative.